Welcome to the show. I'm James. I'm David. I'm Riley. And today we are discussing Sonic the Hedgehog 2. We'll laugh. We'll argue. We might get a little too into it. But at the end of the day, they're just movies based Spoil- on games. Spoiler. Oh, alert. I see what you did there. Oh, alert, that alert. Sega. That yeah. was very good. Wait, 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 one more time. Do it again. Spoiler. Nice. Sort of almost. Next week, we're going to do it everywhere. <laughs> we're going to do everything everywhere all at once. For real this time. Woohoo. We're actually going to do it. Okay. We're going to do it, guys. <laughs> We've been talking over like We swear. We swear. Four it's weeks. ongoing joke every week. I've been so frustrated every week. For three weeks, I've been like, man, I can't wait to see this movie. Same. And then we and keep so many it. comments on our RoboCop episode. Oh, we're really? Like, you guys got to see it. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. So I feel honestly really bad. I don't. It's going to be good. But we're doing it next week. Yeah, but today, it's Sonic 2, baby. David, what are you giving this movie out of 10? Uh, Sonic 2 is less good than the first one. Quite a bit less good. It's, uh, that's my slogan. Oh, All really? Right. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Riley loved it. What are you giving this thing out of 10? Wait, 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 wait. What's your number? Uh, 5.1 out of 10. Okay. I liked the first one, and I rewatched it before this one. I would have given it, like, a 6.5. That's uh, what you gave the first one? Yeah, and this one just felt much more like a kid's movie. Mm. Uh, felt sloppier, and it didn't feel like it had the imaginative uses of Sonic's power. kind of just felt like an action-adventure with the characters. Oh, okay. Uh, it didn't feel like Sonic. Mm. Okay. But it was good. It was fine. Right. All Riley. right. So as someone who doesn't really know or feel that, like, what it means to, like, be Sonic in that way, you know? A kid's action adventure that becomes bearable once you realize that the filmmakers give even less of a crap about it than you do. Uh, I'm giving it a 6.5. Wow. Because I think I gave the first one, like, a 5 four. or a 4. Yeah. yeah. But this time around, I was kind of feeling the same way until... The wedding scene. Oh my god, it's so good. And and at that point, I was like, "Oh, this is just off the rails. Like this movie is jumping the shark." That's really, really, really interesting. Yeah. That that like was a positive for you. Well, it was like a it was like a let go and let God type of thing because it's just like <laughs> Jesus, I don't take the wheel. Well, I think at that point I was just like, "Oh, they are just going all out. They don't care at all whether this is coherent." Movie. And at that point, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to enjoy it now because okay. like, no one cares anymore. <laughs> if your name is Neil deGrasse Tyson, maybe skip this one. <laughs> but for everyone else, Sonic 2 is a fun action comedy that's less about super-powered emeralds and more about the friends we made along the way. Mm, the way. See what I did there? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I you know it. the way. Yeah. Uh, 5.75. Okay. Yeah. 5.75. Yeah. Uh, Wait, is it worse for you or better than the first one? I think they figured out who this movie is for. We we talked a lot in the first episode about the first movie about like who is this for? Is this for like millennials who played Sonic? Mm. Is it a kids movie? I think they they figured it out. The first movie was for us, the yeah. nostalgic millennials. They got us in there. We watched it and we're like, oh dang! It turns out this is going to be a kids franchise. Uh, I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. Then, but now that I know that, when Sonic Two comes out, I'll bring my kid. And they made yeah. it more for kids. Yep. Um, so it's def- I wish I had a kid with me. I invited my 16 year old sister to come. And she was like, nah, nah. <laughs> my partner's 13 year old daughter thought it was hilarious. Like in, like, oh, yeah. in, uh, she's laughing at the movie kind of way. There was a ton of kids in the theater. They were howling. Yeah. The actual kids were having the best time. They were howling. Thanks to Storyblocks for sponsoring today's video. You ever needed a quick clip for a video, but didn't have the capacity to make yourself? Well, Storyblocks helps you bring your stories to life without sacrificing due to time, budget or resources. Because it's raining that day. You live in the Pacific Northwest? (laughs) 
There's over a million royalty-free assets for you to choose from, including 4K HD footage, Adobe templates, music, images, and a wide array of diverse and inclusive content. People with mustaches, people without mustaches. There are subscriptions for every budget, so you can choose the plan that works for you. From their unlimited all-access plan that gives you unlimited all-access video and audio downloads to their enterprise licensing, so your entire company, all those people you hire, can access the assets you you need them to access. We use Storyblocks here at uh, LMG. We use it on Linus Tech Tips. We don't always have, always have time to go out and get the perfect shot, you know? So take your videos to the next level like ours are by checking out Storyblocks today at storyblocks.com slash TJM. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm reading my notes and I'm laughing. Well, tell us where to begin then, Riley. <laughs> at the synopsis. Oh, catfish. <clears throat> Several months after defeating Dr. Robotnik and being adopted by Tom and Maddie Wachowski as their son, Sonic the Hedgehog, oh. I didn't mean to do that, tries to be a vigilante hero with little success. Tom advises Sonic to be patient for the day his powers will be needed before he and Maddie go to her sister Rachel's wedding in Hawaii. Once they're gone, Sonic is attacked by Robotnik and his new ally, Knuckles the Echidna, who demands the location of the legendary Master Emerald. Are you a kidna me? They never did that in the movie. Re- Go ahead. Oh the Master Emerald, the relic that gives its wielder immense power. Sonic is rescued by Tails, a two-tailed alien fox, and admirer of Sonic. <clears throat> While Robotnik reunites with his assistant, Stone, best character in the movie, <laughs> Sonic and Tails follow clues left by Sonic's guardian, Longclaw, and end up finding an ancient compass in Siberia. But they're tracked by the bad guys, who steal the compass before Tom teleports them to the wedding using a ring. Everyone at the wedding, including Rachel's fiancé, reveal themselves to be undercover agents of the Guardian Units of Nations, <laughs> a.k.a. Gun, and capture Sonic, <laughs> Tails, and it's Tom. It's from the games. It's from the games. They capture them. Maddie and Rachel eventually rescue them while Robotnik and Knuckles find an underwater temple containing the Master Emerald. Sonic reaches the temple and fights Knuckles, but Robotnik steals the Emerald and leaves Knuckles to die with Sonic as the temple collapses. The pair escape and agree to work together to defeat Robotnik, who's busy absorbing the emerald and gaining godlike powers. Robotnik goes to Green Hills and dismantle that's the small town they're from, and dismantles Gun's military vehicles to create a giant robot. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles fight the robot and take back the emerald from Robotnik, but it shatters, releasing the seven Chaos Emeralds, which allow Sonic to transform into Super Sonic after being saved by Tom and Maddie. He destroys the robot and summons chili dogs before releasing the emeralds and returning to normal. Knuckles restores the master emerald from its shards, swears to protect it with Sonic and Tails, and the three resume an idyllic life with the Wachowskis. In a mid-credits scene, we see... Dude, the Wachowskis? That's what, what they're, named. they're called. Go ahead. Mike right? Wachowski. That's their names, right? Yeah. Wachowski. What? Is it Wachowski? Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. And they love saying their last name. <laughs> in, a mid, in a mid-credits scene, we see... Shadow the Hedgehog Woo! being held in a research facility. Um, and that was the movie. <laughs> that's uh, that's from the games because he's been in the yeah. Sonic he, Adventure 2. He's basically like Edgelord Sonic. I I've, don't really Sonic. know the he's, story. He's, I own Shadow the Hedgehog, the game. I've never played it. He's like genetically engineered. But he's 50 years old. He's been in storage for 50 years. But, Where do they get the DNA? Sonic hasn't been on Earth for no, no, yeah. Or has he? Well, Under honestly, Long Claw's longest claw <laughs> resides this material. That's, that's my like main thing that really prevents me from getting into the Sonic franchise is just the fact that like these are supposed to be like cosmic level, you know, warriors with like 
godlike powers and they're they're anthropo they're, they look like stuffed animals that are knee high. It's like a kind yeah. of like a tonal mismatch. It'd be like, yo, you you don't understand. My little pony has some sick world yeah. view, like deep <laughs> yeah. lore. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Crazy. It's like that's fair enough, you know. I don't like if you want to be a fan, it's cool. It's just that's what's preventing me from really getting into it in the same level that I would get into like Star Wars, The Lord of the Rings, or Plus, Star Trek, or something. I hate brushing horse hair with tiny plastic combs. It's annoying. It's so much work. That's a barrier to entry. Who wants for me. it? <laughs> um, yeah, and the fact that like, okay, Sonic and Knuckles, I guess, are from the same planet, but then. I don't think there's multiple planets. In the Tails game. said he saw Sonic from his planet. But in this, yeah, in this universe there is. But I think in the game universe, it's oh just well, yeah. I mean the are... game, the whatever. Yeah, I'm just talking about the movies. Oh, really. yeah, I don't yeah. really know much but about yeah, like the game. Multi-dimensional. <clears throat> they yeah. did a pretty good job of getting everybody in in on the bus, pretty got, much right away. They, in on the bus, they got everyone yeah. into the movie like, on the it, movie bus. Yeah. Well, I, to me, the movie really kicks off when Sonic and Knuckles first fight. I was like, right. oh, yeah, the movie's finally going. Before that, I was like, eh, I'm not into this. But uh, once they're all there, once Tails is there, I'm like, all right, we got something going on. Once Tails saves Sonic. Using a car that's using so much slower than him. <laughs> I know. in the car? I, I get the, like, ramming Knuckles, sure, whatever. Yeah. But then, yeah, Sonic can move faster than the speed of sound. Yo, I didn't really want to talk about this until later. But, like, that is, throughout the movie, yeah. so annoying. What? He keeps getting attacked by attacks that are slower than him. Yeah. It's like, even when, when Knuckles is revealed, it's like, ro- he's about to attack Robotnik, presumably very quickly, because that's Sonic's whole thing. And Robotnik goes, whoop, out of yeah. the way. <laughs> to reveal Knuckles is there. Yeah, it's like, yeah. How did he dodge? You're you're fast. And also, I guess like I, I'm confused about Knuckles. His power is being super strong, but he can also keep up with Sonic. Almost. So no, in the game, he's as fast because like mechanically they wanted that, but he's not as fast. I think the movie to in me the, in the game he's, he's not, not as fast. In the game, he is as fast. In the universe, oh, so is Tails. Right? Like they're yeah. all playable characters, yeah, and you don't want like player one to be the best. Equally fast in the game, which is something that I never understood. I was trying to figure that out in this movie because the, one of the first interactions with them all is a chase. Knuckles is chasing them, and Tails is driving the car. They're in a cop car, like they're going <laughs> so sixty kilometers an hour or sixty miles an hour, hundred kilometers an hour, yeah. thereabouts. And I'm like, why hasn't Knuckles just immediately caught them? <laughs> and I, it's because he's not fast like Sonic. But he, then he's fast. Seconds later, it shows him like jump, and he covers like. He jumps like a hundred feet. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoosh, like he's very fast. Yeah, I feel uh, like I feel like the you can't think too hard about the powers and stuff mm-hmm. and the rules. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It just yeah. it, well, <laughs> but like Stop. some you know you can you like you can suspend your disbelief to a certain amount with it in like Marvel movies and stuff because there are some like rules about like oh this will injure them and this won't and they can go this fast and blah blah blah. But like in this one is just kind of like. Sometimes we need Knuckles and Tails to keep up with Sonic so then they can go fast. Yeah. yeah I think all they needed to do was just explain like <clears throat> he can he can't sustain that speed, like it exhausts him or something. If that if that was there, then you'd be like, all right, he's right. just tired. If he was he, out of breath one, yeah, one part, like that'd like, be fine. To be clear, it's not Neil deGrasse Tyson levels here. <laughs> and I, it's not like Neil deGrasse Tyson said something on Twitter <laughs> I'm reacting to personally. I just mean he's the type of dude who's like, Hey, look, uh, Superman, if he caught you Lois Lane falling, like her, she would oh. be liquefied or whatever. Right. Like yeah. that is a whole different level than this movie. Yeah. Like you're saying, at least those movies have consistent power levels for the most part. Whereas it's just a different level in the in this movie where it's like, come on, man! Like how how can you not swim when literally all swimming in is move is moving your limbs quickly, and then you go from falling over into the <laughs> he could, water. Yeah, up. he should totally be able to. Swim. He goes into a, he falls out of a rowboat and go and flails a bit and goes, oh, I can't swim, and then within seconds. 
he can act like our propeller. He goes behind yeah. the boat and runs fast, and it just they just go flying. Like just just do that when you fall in the water. Is, just run. Is this like a canonical thing? Like he doesn't like water. Well, it's he can't swim. He sinks in water, and then he, in the games, you in mean. the game, in the games, and then he can't like he can't breathe underwater. He has to like. He does the bubble thing where the bubbles I appear. I saw and that bubble that. thing in the movie, it's and a, I figured that nice, was the... Yeah, it's a nice little video game nod. Uh, but it's not like a huge... As far as I remember, it's not a huge character thing where he's like, Sonic hates water. It's, it's just, also not canonical with the Animal Kingdom. If you Google, can hedgehogs swim, which Google <laughs> will autocomplete for you, it does one of those like embedded answers so you don't have to click anything, and it just says, they are great swimmers. Nocturnal creatures, hedgehogs, can run oh. and swim up to two kilometers a night. In search that's, for food. That's pretty cool. Thank you, BBC Earth. You you screenshotted the answer and put it in your document. <laughs> it's, it's, I love well, it. Well, I was talking to a friend after, and he's like, I think that's a thing. I think they die. But he wasn't sure if he was talking about, like, chinchillas or <laughs> whatever, chimichangas, echidnas. Well, it's it's funny because I it's something I, I... I can't take it seriously. No, I just well, can't. you're not supposed to. It's Sonic. I know, I know. But Although some people take Sonic very seriously. But, like, any, like anyways, go, go ahead with what you were saying. Well, one thing I noticed is in the first movie, I think the the movie relishes in Sonic's powers a little bit more. Like you get those Quicksilver scenes where right. he moves so fast that time stops and he can do all the silly things. Or yeah. he like that baseball scene where it is the diamond and he's playing all the roles and he's like the movie is clever in how it's like using his speed to do unique things that like actually were like they had to stop and think about like what would Sonic do? Right. Uh this movie, they don't do that, which to me makes the whole power level feel more cohesive even though it's it's not, but then it loses the fun of it. Like, I didn't feel like there was a moment where I'm like, this is cool. Like, Sonic's doing some cool shit right now. Mm. There was a couple badass moments. There was, like, a moment or two where I was like, that's badass. Mm. And one of them is earlier when Knuckles just, like, stops Sonic's ball yeah. thing with his oh, hand, yeah. and yeah. then you can see Sonic in his ball form then, but that's, like, pretty much it. But it also, it's one of those moments that the trailer version was way cooler because it cuts together when he's like, does it look like I need your power and the catch? And, I, and then in the movie, that's split into two moments. Like, earlier, he's like, mm. like that's how he's revealed. He's like, do I look like I need your power? Right, right. Uh, and then like 30 seconds later, he's stopping him. Uh, and I found it had no impact to me. I was like, oh, I wanted the trailer moment. Oh, he yeah. wasn't Hugh Weaving, but I kept thinking he was Hugh Weaving. Hugo Weaving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He I have... easily could have been recast. That would have been Elba's, yeah, I mean. Oh, that was Idris Elba? Yeah. yeah. I didn't recognize him. Oh, really? <laughs> I just kept thinking. His voice is like, man, I don't know how to feel about it because I think that it did work for the character, but there are times that his like British accent like breaks through a little bit. Like mm. it wasn't a perfect American accent. There were just like some Britishisms, and I'm just like, this feels weird. This feels like Idris Elba is like, yes, bring me on, and I will sound like an American. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was just me doing a super weird voice. I, I hear That's you. actually the accent you use when you're doing like Nordic, like Danish accents. This, this, this one is the generic European voice. If you're from Europe, this is how you talk. <laughs> I, I didn't find it was like the British American stuff that got me. It was the like, put on like really stupidness when he would like kind of catch himself in like a loop or whatever or he'd just say something really dumb. I was I like loved it. a little bit too much. Oh, it was really? kind of like Caleb from Big Mouth. Like he's like super con- oh, super yeah, concrete yeah. thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they overdid it a yeah. bit. Yeah. By the end I was like, oh, okay. That I was like, oh, they're trying to do Drax. Yeah. It's Drax. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. But it worked for me for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah oh, no, so I, it was okay. I like him as a character. I think he had the best arc where yeah. like, the moments I felt the most in the movie were all tied to Knuckles. Like I think the, the first fight was, I was like, this is pretty cool. When he's trapped under the water and Sonic saves him. I'm like, oh, I feel something. And then when him and Sonic uh, converse on the beach, I'm like, these are moments that I actually 
feel invested in. Yeah. And so I think they'd succeeded with Knuckles to bring him in and make him unique and have I him grow. I feel like that is more true of that relationship than Tails. And I wonder if that's because there were stakes. Like, there's tension in those scenes because they're enemies or adversaries mm-hmm. at the moment, right? But then they get over it and that's satisfying. But with yep. Tails, Tails is his buddy already. Yeah. So well, when Tails confides they, in him, says, I was a loser with no friends and I found you. Yeah. I, hope, I hope you like it because I'm here. <laughs> I felt uh, I felt a little bit there. I was kind of like, oh, this is nice because, you know, part of the theme of the movie is that like Sonic is different. a weird freak and he's different and like, oh, I wish he had friends. And then he meets Tails and Tails is like, no, you're like my hero. Like, you're super cool. I want to be friends with you. And then it's like, oh, he has friends. That's nice. Yeah. I really like the moment with Tails uh, when they're in Siberia, not the dance. The, I like zero of, zero of that. Oh, I no, I like the moment when uh, Tails goes to fall asleep by the fire, and Sonic. That's like his hero moment. It's yeah. like his mi- little minor hero breakthrough, where he put he picks up the blanket and he puts it on Tails. Yeah, but he goes lies beside him. And he's like good night, Tails, and then Tails' tail comes out yeah. and covers him. I was like, that's cute. The, that's a cute moment. It's very, very cute. Yeah, that's some like oscillating in act two between who he's supposed to be and yeah, who he already was, mm-hmm. like uh, who he wants to change. Yeah, that dancing though. Oh, Ooh, so this movie, I think, had cringer moments and more more cringe moments in the first one. hundred percent. Like even the montage, like simple things like he's home alone. They went to Hawaii. He gets yeah. to be home alone. The montage of him having fun was just so blah. It yeah. wasn't that fun. It didn't look like he was having a good time. And then it, it was stressful. I'm like, dude, why are you making the house purposely dirty? Yeah. I thought that was so weird. He has like Cheetos and he rips them open. And he's like throwing them on the couch as he's jumping on it. I'm like, dude, why? Are they supposed? Are you're... they trying to be like, oh, he's a kid? It's and... a kids movie. They love candy. But like, this is what's confusing me about Sonic is that he's like, that sometimes sometimes he acts like a young adult or like an adult, and other times he's just like, I'm a kid and you're my dad. Well, I think in the last <laughs> movie it was I felt like he was a mid to late teenager. Yeah. Whereas this one, I felt like he was like a nine year old. Yeah. And I think that changed. I think like you said, it's like. It, it they found that their audience was the young age and so they wanted to age down Sonic so that that worked better but it, it made the movie Super less weird. appeal less to me and I just kept thinking sure you can clean up stuff because you're fast but does that help you get stains out yeah, <laughs> like, like does it bubble, bubble <laughs> bath in if, the were they gonna, thinking about the stains when they made if this he movie? moves really really fast so that like the vibration of oh, atoms yo he could totally get stains out can he just like grab part he, he still has those gloves he's not picking up fine materials with those fingers maybe they're magic eraser gloves I think he's still gonna get in trouble, guys. Have they have have did they did he take his gloves off at all? Yet? Yeah. No, there's no nudity in this movie. It's a kids' movie, Riley. <laughs> are they ever gonna do that? You think they no. made a mention of the gloves in the <laughs> first like creepy like. Why are they all wearing nails? gloves all the time? Didn't they say something about that in the first movie? <clears throat> Maybe I can't remember. I can't remember. But they, the, they why are they wearing gloves? Because it's hard to animate hands, especially when you're doing like oh, little sixteen. Well, really, they're wearing gloves it, because it's that's what the original Sonic looks like. Yeah, in I'm the saying, first yeah. movie, we talked a lot about how they did the redesign. And wasn't yes. the original art direction oh, yeah. loveless? Maybe. And yeah. it was creepy looking? Yeah. He looked more humanoid. Like, yeah, he looked less cartoony and more like, a, you know, a, a human porcupine hybrid. Oh, yeah. He has hands. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Do that fingernail? It's gross looking. He's it's got, like, super brownie weird. white And, like, just hair. peach fuzz on it. And it's gray. I will say that this movie, I, I think the super cartoony design works. But there's a couple moments where there's hyper-realistic textures in the eyeballs. Yeah. And so there's, like, when the light catches it, you can see, like, a little bump map. Mm-hmm. Creeped the fuck oh, out of really? me. Oh, really? I thought it was so weird. I noticed it most when Tails first appears in the dark. And there's just, like a, like, a little bump map on his eyeball. And I'm like, 
it's it's a foot long eyeball. See, it doesn't need yeah. fucking like <laughs> yeah, realistic they're, textures. They're, their pupils are like like elongated. Yeah, you're not talking about reflections. You're talking about like the texture of the eyeball. The texture of the Ew, eyeball. Gross. Yeah, it was weird. See, this is why I said this last time. I would much rather have like a high fidelity Spider Verse level, uh, just fully animated movie with Sonic and 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 friends than I would. I would much rather have that than I than than this, which is yeah. like it's in the real world, and we're trying to shoehorn in Tom and his wife adopting them as I, children. I guess What's, this is cheaper. It's well, I, what I find interesting <clears throat> is that the last one was sixty percent real, thirty percent animated, ten percent bullshit. Yeah, uh, and the the ratio hundred percent power of yeah, will. My my math was off, and I was like, I got to fill in the void somewhere. <laughs> uh, but this one almost reverses it, where it's like seventy percent animated. Even like the big set pieces, they didn't go to like the Alps and fucking film it. Yeah, yeah. It's right. all like and that temple, the stuff. temple and stuff. And I'm taking points off for that. No, and I found it okay. interesting because I think like there's moments that are, I, w- I won't say breathtaking, but they're uh, you exhale. They take something. <laughs> they take something. <laughs> they take something from like, you. <laughs> I think the temple is a good moment where like the temple's collapsing and stuff. Like that's really cool, well designed CG, and it looks excellent, and it works because all the elements are animated, including the characters. Mm. But then there's like the moments where like. Now everything's animated except for a tiny little Robotnik in front of it, and he's beside an animated Knuckles, and he's in a full animated scenes, and it looks horrible. Mm. And I was shocked. There's a few really bad parts where you're like, just Sonic being beside a regular dog, and like Tails sitting in a car. Yeah. Like sometimes it just that's the times when it looks really awkward. When it's like mostly CG stuff, I'm like, great. I don't notice. If you're focused on one character, you're okay. If you let your eyes blur and you kind of look at the whole scene, you're, no. Well, yeah, and they, they got braver on this one with the direct interactions of humans and full CG characters. Like, there's the moment where Tom wraps the towel around Sonic, and it's just, like, there's something off about everything. Yeah. The way the towel moves, the way he, like, kind of goes around him, the way Sonic, I don't know. I mean, I do it's appreciate bold. I do appreciate that they seem to be trying to kind of, like, like, in the first movie, they were kind of like, what if Sonic entered our world? You know, and that was kind of the the gist of that movie. But now with this one, it seems like they're moving more towards we're just doing Sonic, going into the Sonic world like fully. Like uh, Robotnik looks more and more like the video game Robotnik. He's got his floating like robot things and like his his big uh, cup thing that he fl- that he flies <laughs> no, I in. Love that. You guys really wanted him to get super <laughs> fat for this one. I, I rewatched I our previous episode <laughs> we were all like he better get fat <laughs> and i noticed they did a shot showing a little pot belly yeah when he was they, still yeah. on the mushroom planet oh, yeah. it was it was prominent in a yeah. shot like we tried guys yeah i i i like what they tried to do with robotnik i definitely found him way more cringe this time around yeah see but here's the thing i almost like we want to talk about the good stuff before we talk about the bad stuff and i want to say that like i think earlier than i at an earlier point than i like gave up on the movie when it jumped the shark I started realizing that, like, wait, Jim Carrey is just using this movie to just be crazy Jim Carrey. Oh, 100%. And, and I was like, okay, I'm here for it. Because, like... It's his last movie ever. There's, like, his final film. The points at which I enjoyed started enjoying this movie were the points in which I was like, oh, they don't give a shit. So now I'm not going to give a shit. And now it's I'm just, like, evaluating each Jim Carrey joke as if it's like an improv thing on an SNL sketch, and I had a great time. See, I found that what I didn't like about it is that it felt like it was funny for children. Like, it didn't feel like it was, like, like zany and goofy in a way right. that I'm just like, oh, he's was off that the because, chain. Okay, so was that different from the first one, or have did that change, or did we change? Because in the first one, the trailer was so cringe, yeah. and then when I watched the movie, I thought, you know what, Jim Carrey? 
it pretty much worked in this. And I, I came out with a more positive opinion of his performance than I thought I would have. But in this one, he was pretty much cringe and... I thought of him more as like an annoying side character when he was on screen. I was kind of waiting for him to leave so it can yeah. go back to the characters I liked more. Yeah, 100%. See, yeah, that's funny. I don't know. Like, uh, there are definitely the vast majority of the jokes. It's, it's also that I, I decided at some point that, okay, it's clear that about one out of three jokes in this movie are landing. Sure. Uh, which is not a great hit rate, but because like they, they've just put in so many. But once I was like, okay, most of the jokes are going to suck, and now I'm just watching for the good ones. There are some good ones. There's some pretty funny Like jokes. where Botnik went <laughs> nearer the end when they're in the temple and he's like, he's talking about Knuckles and he's like, oh, you you, you got me in here. Sadly, you're about as useful to me now as a backstage pass to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> what was up with that? <laughs> and then and then <laughs> Knuckles is like, I was like, oh no, you're betraying me. And he's like, let this be my final lesson to you, you dim-witted celestial skin tag. <laughs> I always wonder though, how, what's the ratio of written jokes to improv? <laughs> a guy like that, you don't know. But Limp yeah. Biscuit got a, That's a. They did him dirty. Oh there. my gosh! Yeah, and when he does the auto tune thing, he shows up and he's like got the powers and he's like Robot Neck Three Point <laughs> My name, my game is Next Level. <laughs> oh, see, that is exactly <laughs> the, the stuff I did not. Like. I did not it was like so that. cringe, but I think it was just like I don't I, know. I thought it was funny. Like it wouldn't be funny in a different movie. Yeah. But because this is Sonic, and especially at this point in the movie, I was just like, this movie is the lost cause. So you what? have changed. You have changed because when we did the first one, you were like, I said I laughed a lot in the, in the theater several times, like does like a dozen times. Yeah. And you were like, I did like twice. But now you've come around. Well, because I, I, think, I think this movie had more jokes per second. It's possible. At, at a higher joke rate. You know what I, a joke... I, I, was like extremely my shit yeah. <laughs> it was like when he's uh he, he set up that like a ferris bueller's day off kind of hedgehog oh. in the chair <laughs> that like pretends you're home when you're not home yeah and then it didn't work and sonic's reflecting on why it didn't work he's like i knew i should have used real farts <laughs> <laughs> that was just like a joke i would have i would have written but like, so stupid i i for me i think the humor hits less i feel like they committed to less bits and they were just going for more there was some funny ones. I thought when Stone first appears and he's making the lattes, but he's making the sad latte art. I thought that was kind of funny. I but I wanted them to commit to it more and have like the single tear or or something. Oh, man. But I that guy never made me laugh. I don't like I, that character that much. He, they they lean on him a little bit too much. And wow, they say steamed Austin goat milk a few too many times in this movie. Yeah, it really felt like they watched. Um what was it, Zoolander, and they're just like, oh yeah, the assistant makes the coffee, and it's funny, it's a fancy latte. <laughs> so not only did I think that latte art joke was kind of like overdone, but I also think that like, what? Uh, why is this guy in the movie? <laughs> like, I don't understand. He, they, they literally knock him out multiple times so that he doesn't have to get in the way of like the plot. <laughs> like, yeah. he's like, oh, he's here. He's, he's, he's Robotnik's fun assistant. And you know what, like, though? Oh, but he's actually kind of annoying for the for writing it. So like, let's just get rid of him all the he time. He served a purpose that I noted in the uh, in the metal robot, giant robot. Yeah. He was like at some kind of helm, right? Like kind of right. controlling it. Yes. Even though Robotnik was on some ethereal plane controlling it with his mind. Mm-hmm. But then once... He lost that ability because the emerald was taken from him or whatever. Robotnik then went to physically pilot yeah, the machine. Yeah, we had to know that it was So it had, by then it had been established by Stone that you could pilot it mechanically. But he wasn't even using the, the console. He was still piloting it just by like motion capture. He didn't even, like Stone was sitting at this like console He sat thing. behind that. 
No, he didn't. He, like, went over there to try and, like, fix it or something, but that was when he still had the power, and once the power was knocked out of him, the only way he controlled the robot was by standing on the main platform and doing exactly what he did before. Well, I don't have the movie in front of me, so whatever. <laughs> I, I can't argue I with that. I also think that, I mean, I think the movie's felt really long and loosey-goosey mm. with these sequences. The the stone and the crappy local cop sequence, just cut that. Okay, so Why? okay, Why I I completely movie? agree. I completely agree. Except I love Adam Pally. So oh. who's the who's the sheriff? The guy with the scooter. Wade. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> that was another but like instance. It's just like the marriage thing. It's like a nonsensical like. We just like these comedians. Let them yeah. do something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't completely under- unrelated. But the marriage one made me laugh a lot. I thought it was actually funny. Yes. and the commitment to this utter like baloney, like a short film <laughs> yeah, within the film, totally featuring none of the characters you <laughs> care about, <laughs> doing nothing for the plot. It was really unhinged and weird for them to so do that. Weird. Honestly, yeah. I like I felt kind of weird about it because I was like, all right, so we have Sonic, who's you know, white coated. I, you could argue it's John Ralphio, it's Ben Schwartz, you know, whatever. He's got you got James Marsden, the white guy, and now we're gonna sideline these characters and have two black women have like a little side plot. I'm not saying that's bad or anything. It just felt like very, very obvious that like I feel like they were like we gotta have some representation here or something. So, anyways, maybe that's not the case. But I was thinking about it. I was like, is this what's happening right now? And as I was kind of like watching this, I was like, this is like their, it's their own movie. And then the more, the longer that it went on, I was like, "Oh, they don't give it. They don't give a crap about the main plot anymore." And then I started like liking it once she reunites with Randall, and she's like, she's like mad at him, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you or whatever." And he's like, "No, no, wait, I actually love you." Yeah. And he's like, "What I I made the first mistake <laughs> that, that of undercover." Oh, and I broke the first rule of undercover work: never fall in love. That's actually when I started to like it less. <laughs> really? When she like does that power slide and like walks out of the still sliding go-kart and like stares him down i was losing it i, yeah, was, it was I awesome. loved it but then by the time he's going like i love you i was like okay this is yeah. i think it was just this like is too far from the movie i came to see at that moment the movie felt less like hey it's a sonic movie for the fans and more like they're like the studio's making us make a sonic movie let's just put in a bunch of random crazy shit for no reason yeah and then, the, and and I at that point I was like, okay, I can respect that. I can respect you like deciding to just like jump the shark for no, you know, because it's funny, and it was. Yep. But it was also really annoying. Was it's just like you could easily cut that from the movie, but I'm glad they didn't. So it's I'm conflicted about. Its yeah, placement. it's very weird. It's like it would have been a shame to delete it for sure. It's almost like I, I think you're right. I wasn't thinking about the woke aspect of it. Mm. When I was watching it, that didn't cross my mind, which is crazy out of character for me. <laughs> the wokest out of all of us. The centrist guy. Um, you're the centrist guy? Among, if anything, among us, yes. If anything, you're the right wing guy and I'm centrist. Well, I mean, among us. Yeah. Among us. Yeah, that was game. was a great game. That game was <laughs> Libtard City. <laughs> I'm just joking. I never played it and I don't use that language. Okay. Um, Good. But I, th- I think I'm on, I, I, I agree with you where maybe they did want something like that for this movie and then they started spitballing and were like, okay, I know this these ideas are so stupid, but I love them. I love these <laughs> ideas. I love where we're going with this. Let's just do it. Who cares? Yeah. Because Natasha Rothwell is so funny and they just, maybe they just thought like, let's just let her, yeah. let's just let her fly. Wait, but you're saying, oh, you liked it. Because of that, but then at some point it you didn't like it again. I'm getting into the heads of the people the in the writers' room. Like, how yeah. did this come to be? Oh, okay. I think that may have been what happened. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. this is totally not 
the way to do this. It should be well integrated yeah. into the rest. It started off that way. It started off as a subplot, like, we're going to help them out. We got these tools from from Tails. Oh, and it turns out we get to see these two women using <laughs> Tails as gadgets more than we ever see Tails use gadgets. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's his, not true. Other than but, his, but, like, yeah. tracker thing. It's, it, and his it was definitely weird when, thing. like, the boomerang thing comes in and it just, like, takes out all the guards. And I'm like, what is this? Is this a new alien character? Like, what is it, like... But it's like, no, she just threw it. And she's like, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the anti-grav. That just bothered Yeah. Oh, that was and funny, the, too. The gun. <clears throat> that, that was just, they just drop on the gun. Just, oh, yeah. drop on the ground and then blow something up. That, those that were those were two so out of three. Like, like one out of three of the jokes are good. Those were the out of, in the two thirds for me. I was like, eh. When that guy just fell down out of nowhere, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find Natasha Rothwell is exceptionally funny, and I'm glad they gave her more time. I still find Maddie, I don't know, like, she doesn't feel like she's as comfortable in the role. Tika Sumter. Yeah, she, like. Well, she's not a comedian. She's just kind of like a actress and model and, and stuff. Like, well, she feels like a kid's TV show host. Where, yeah, like that, right. that kind of vibe. But also athletic. Like, yeah. they need her to jump through some oh, stuff. Oh, she's been in a lot of stuff. Like, TV uh, TV stuff. I actually just don't believe that she would be with James Marsden. <laughs> I'm Why? Because like, he's so. It does seem he's like a so nerdy and yeah, square. I feel like she's like too hot for him. I think I still like James Marsden in this film, but I think that the shift in balance from being mostly live action with a focus on the live action characters with Sonic to mostly focus on the trio of animated characters made me feel like James Marsden also became a kids' TV show host, uh, and he's had like a different vibe. And like yeah. instead of being even like this movie kind of acknowledges it of making him Sonic's dad not his friend right. i thought that was an interesting choice i don't know the why first they movie it he wasn't his dad like he wasn't like a paternal figure they were buddies it, it definitely feels like something that they were like that was their objective when they started the script they're like okay by the end i want we want to have this dad arc dad son arc but in the implementation it does not work it's oh. very tacked on yeah. yeah it's basically two sentences one at the when beginning and one later yeah when he says at the end he's <laughs> like yeah i think it'll work dad and I'm like, ah, what? <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you mean? Maybe it goes back to that thing, David, that that you said about um, in kids' movies. There's often plots related to parents, or mm-hmm. you're being an orphan, you're finding your parents, and maybe they just wanted, if they're leaning more into the kid demographic, they wanted that. Maybe not necessarily for this movie, but for next movies, yeah, more um, freedom and plot to have higher stakes from a kid's point of view. That's fair. Yeah. Man, you remember last time. The, pl- the product placement in the first one. Oh my god, they're they back at it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the four seasons, <laughs> two <laughs> times. The four seasons of Wahoo. That yeah. was you're crazy. at the four seasons. Hey, relax, have a mai tai. Like <laughs> they say that line two times. Like oh, do they? Yeah, the relax, have a mai tai. Like literally two times. I was shocked. <laughs> we were shocked. Yeah, you might not remember in the first one. There's some. They were shopping for a house in San Fran, yeah, and Zillow. they turn they turn the laptop around. I just found one on Zillow.com. It's like <laughs> egregious. And then but there's they, like Coke bottles on the counter They had to come stuff. back in this one with the four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> but in the first one, it's so, I like the the Olive Garden joke because it's, it's placement, but it's like they make a joke out of it. They're like obsessed with like going to the Olive Garden, like where you're there, your family. Yeah. And they do that joke twice. And then they, at the end, the general gives them the Olive Garden card and is like. <laughs> you know, they refer to as the Olive Garden guy again yeah. in this one. Hey? I think that though, but like, I feel like that might've been part of what uh, telegraphed the fact that they are not taking this movie seriously. Like, at, okay, so one of the early times when this was telegraphed was when uh, he's hanging out at home and he's like, oh, I don't want to watch that show or whatever. I forget what he said. 
He says, oh, that show is the worst. And oh, like uh, Parks and Rec. Like yeah, John Ralphio. so that's Ben Schwartz's character in Parks and Rec is called John Ralphio. And he, uh, him and his sister do this thing. It's like, because I'm the worst. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So they are like, they're putting in references to things that are like, obviously don't make sense within the universe. Like, you're supposed to be looking at this as like a sketch kind of. That's fair. But at the same time, it's trying to be this kid's movie with heart. So there, it's still a tension there that I don't appreciate. But I think at, it, at least if I'm going to go see this stupid kid's movie, it's also giving me like chaotic SNL vibe. I appreciate what they were going for because I think <clears throat> I think they definitely succeeded on the kid's movie front. Like like you were saying, the kids in my theater were having such a good time. Mm. But I think they just didn't nail the balance of giving the adults something like cohesive enough that it all kind of comes together. It's just a spattering of different types of jokes. Right. But you know what they did better than the first one? What's that? Was the ending. You complained in particular about the final fight of the of the last one being kind of like weak and oh, Sonic yeah. just gets knocked out or something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, But in this one, the ending was huge. It was awesome. And I actually really liked that robot. I thought he, it was cool because it's very video gamey, like the look yeah. of it. But it was actually pretty sweet. I, I will say, I didn't think that it had the pacing for like the struggle the way I wanted. Like when... I love when Knuckles punches the emerald out of Robotnik. I think that's mm. fucking sweet. He just like right. he's like I the, you're the, the he's the destruction, yeah. and then he like flies and punches him. I'm like that's kind of cool. Like the emerald flies out, sure. but it felt like it kind of just happened too quick. I'm like oh we're already at them like basically defeating him. Yeah, uh, and then he comes back, and then the same thing with Sonic getting the Chaos Emeralds. I it wasn't clear to it me was that like, it can fall apart, and then they he could still use them, and like I didn't. Yeah, that yeah. was a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. So. That was definitely weird at the end because he gets he gets the emeralds and then he lets them go and they like go up into the sky yeah. and then a minute later it cuts to Knuckles, Knuckles reforging the emerald. But like did he have the I thought the power. Chaos Emeralds were gone. Yeah. So then he's like, Ah, now I've reforged the the master emerald and we're gonna protect it. But I'm and I'm like, But are the Chaos Emeralds in there? Yeah. I thought they just went away. I also thought it was kind of weird. Do we need, could we just have a shot of them like returning to the thing? Like, I don't know. While we're on the Chaos Emeralds, like, did you guys find it weird that it wasn't a seven part quest to assemble the Chaos Emerald? Like, you, mean, want, you want the SCU, the Sonic? Well, yeah. there's seven uh, Chaos universe. Emeralds. But it's just weird to me that, like, oh, they're already together. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, you just get the one. It's fine. Well, that's why I was confused because it seemed like they were like, all right, in this one, they go find the Master Emerald and, oh, it got shattered. And so. Sonic absorbs them and becomes supersonic, but then he, you know, because he's a good guy, he willingly relinquishes the power, and then they're scattered, and they go off into the universe. But then a minute, I'm like, okay, so maybe in the next one, they might have to go retrieve them again. But then Then he reforges the emerald, and I'm like, what is the... I thought that was just like a container for the Chaos Emeralds, and now they're gone. I don't know. Also, the Chaos Emeralds are multiple colors, Yeah, and I just Googled this. (laughs) <laughs> emeralds, unlike other precious stones, are never anything but green. Yeah. So those so infinity stones, that makes sense. There's rubies in there, emeralds, yeah. sapphires even. It's just a, a They're limitation. They're just different emeralds, okay? No, it's, just, it's just a limitation of the uh, sonic planet language. That it's yeah. lost in translation. <laughs> Stop putting your preconceived <laughs> notions of what an emerald is onto sonic. What do you guys think? I, I was kind of annoyed with <clears throat> the fights in terms of sonic and knuckles. I thought they were good. But it never felt like Sonic really learned anything in terms of like fighting. Mm. Uh, he just keeps fighting Knuckles and yeah, because Knuckles losing. almost teases that he says like you're unskilled. Yeah, and you never trained. And I'm like, oh, nice. Sonic's gonna have to go to level a up. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, let's do that. Or, then, or even or even once they become friends, he teaches them. Yeah, something. that'd be that'd super be cool. cool. 
I do kind of appreciate, though, that, like, okay, Sonic is untrained and he kind of sucks at fighting most of the time. But then when he gets, like, mad or when he's, like, stressed or he has to, like, achieve, like, save somebody, he, like, goes full out. So, like, when, when they're in the temple and Knuckles is, like, beating him, but then Robotnik is actually about to get the emerald or Knuckles is about to actually get up there, he's like, all right, let's fucking go. And he, like, you know, goes Super Saiyan or whatever. He doesn't go Super Not yet. That's later. But, yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, like, you see the, the light blue. in his eyes and he's like, okay, ne- then he just, like, I like that homing. That was a cool fight. That was a cool fight with him and Knuckles where he like bounces back and forth between the ceiling and stuff. And I'm like, okay, it's cool to see like a character where his main power is speed, but it's also like, he's got just sort of some sort of cosmic energy in there that gives him like super strength too. And I don't, I I don't know how the powers work. Well, speed, but it's a cool fight. You know, you get, you get more force if you get that mask going fast. Yeah. but it's interesting because they, they've set up the rules in other fights where he, unless he's charged with the blue energy, it, he doesn't hit very hard. Like, even with them, the speed. I need them to talk about this like energy that is empowering both him and Knuckles. Mm-hmm. What and is the, this? And the emeralds. What is it? It's a metaphor for depression. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That would be awesome. That would be really cool yeah. if we could like tie it into something. But it seems like it's just like, from the in the first movie, it was just like, oh, Sonic, he was born as a blue for some reason and he's super fast and they never explain why and then knuckles shows up and he's like i come from a whole tribe of echidnas but and presumably they they don't have all superpowers yeah that's what i was wondering is it trained did he get superpowers from training or was he born with? he's got like the same red red... lightning thing going on he's like he's got some they both have some sort of cosmic power where'd it come from Mm. long claw fill me in here they're from a different dimension so it could just be but i think i think it's implied that like not every one of Knuckles' echidna tribe had the superpowers, but I don't. I'm who not. I don't think that was implied. Well, in the first movie, you see them fight, and they all just fight with bows and arrows. Yeah, they're just like they have bows and arrows and stuff. If they, why do they need to use that if they're all super fast and super strong? They're not as fast as an arrow. They're up against birds. Long call, just fly away. <laughs> so, you ever, you ever tried to fight a bird with superpowers? Another, another. So, thing it's really hard. Still, lore wise, that really annoyed me is how they treat Sonic and. Robotnik as if they're legends but I'm like why does Tails think that Sonic's a legend other than his big energy burst because all that Sonic's done is evade capture from Robotnik so he's evaded capture from an earthling and like somewhere on another distant planet and like the same like a in the multiverse some creatures like that is so cool (laughs) that is amazing and it's like what why do you care yeah it was so weird it's such like a shoehorned in like we need Tails in here yeah so he's gonna be watching space TV or, or, or he he picked up the readings. He picked up the readings when he yeah. like made the EMP or whatever when he was. And in like, the he's one of those like radio nerds. Yeah, those I ham kinda, radio nerds. You're out there. It. You know who you are. I guarantee we have at least five ham radio nerd <laughs> audience members. No, I totally. You know, well, I kind of att- appreciated that aspect of his character where he's I want to like, see you guys in the comments or in my email inbox. All five of you yeah. email us. <laughs> I like that he discovered Sonic, but the fact that Sonic is a legend makes no sense. I thought that Tails was generally underutilized. Yeah. He yeah. flies a bit, but he really is not he didn't like contribute much. He's just there for when they need to like fly somewhere. <laughs> I thought he could have kicked more butt or done well, something I, more meaningful. It's nice that it's the original game voice actor that is voicing oh, really? oh, yeah. Tails. Yeah. So I Colleen Sean O'Shaughnessy. Is Tails always coded as male? Because I always thought that was like a question that kids would ask is, is Tails a girl or a boy? I feel like you're free to interpret it however you want, but I think that canonically Tails is a boy. I wouldn't have cared. I'm not a fan, but so I wouldn't have cared, obviously. But I wouldn't have cared if they made Tails like 
completely non-binary in this. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sure. have to matter, yeah. I mean, it's pretty that been fine. It's pretty typical for like young animated characters to have uh women voice actors. Bart Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, Bart Simpson is like Yeah. Typical but, example um, there for sure. Yeah, whatever. I I agree. Two tails. Two you know? two two spirited. And it's ironic mm. if he's oh. not part of the binary how he has only two tails. <laughs> oh, and you see, he has like a spectrum of tails. <laughs> well, that's when he achie- that's when he p- evolves the to the next nine Pokemon tails. level. Oh, nine tails. And then he gets nine tails. <laughs> they also like knocked him out for a period there, and he was not doing anything. Man, the si- can we talk about the Siberian scene for a second? Which because, part of it? Uh, because I I realized that so the wedding scene is when it jumped the shark, and that's after the Siberian scene. But if the scenes were reversed. And the wedding scene was first, and then the Siberian scene came after. It might have been. No. I'm not sure whether no. it's. I'm not sure whether it's like the scene itself and things being completely over the top that that uh, triggered this sort of change in attitude on from me, or whether it's just the fact that at that point enough stupid shit had built up Maybe. for me to be like, you know what, this doesn't matter anymore. So you're into the negative score, you know? <clears throat> That's how I, I figure it. It's so bad, it's good, and you've accepted that it's so bad, it's good. But. Uh, but that's what I don't know because I don't know whether it's intentional or not. It might have been intentional. It seemed intentional that at that point they were just like, you know what? We're making Naked Gun now. You know that the wedding scene is intentional. Yeah. Yes. But with the but the the Siberia scene right. is just cringe. Okay. Right. 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 That's okay. what it is. The whole scene is cringe. I did kind of like the moment when they start doing the dancing, not because it was like, haha, they're not fighting, they're dancing. Yeah. Well, they like, subverted duh. expectations. Yeah, but it's like also that's been done a million times but the actual dancing was cool i was like yeah this is pretty cool dancing. <laughs> that looked very athletic I didn't, yeah that guy to do that dance you would have an eight pack like yeah that. I, mean, I thought that was the, cool. the yeah. worst part about it two two things getting in that situation was super super stupid like yeah. you're sonic but you can't run away you can stop time basically of how fast you are but yeah. these humans are holding you ah, like, made no me sense. so mad yeah and the second thing also just leading up to it like it was just cringe already like yeah. that waitress and everything Oh Except God. I did laugh at that old lady with the but, skull. Uh, that was a little bit That funny. was funny. I think that they could have made that joke better. I don't know. There's something off about the timing or the framing. They could have made it funnier. Like, they need to, like, whip zooms or something just to, like, heighten the joke. Yeah. But the other uh, thing that made it awful uh, was uh, the song. Like, when they started doing the Bruno Mars oh thing. Oh, my That gosh. was brutal. That song was old in 2020 when it appeared in, like, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. It, it's in the game, and I'm like, this is yeah, this is old, it and felt that's really two weird. years ago. Was it Uptown Funk or what song? <laughs> Uptown was it? Funk. So that's a 2018 song. No, that wasn't Uptown Funk. That was, was Silk Sonic. No, that was a Silk it was Sonic Bruno song. Mars. Was it Uptown it Funk? It was Uptown Funk, dude. Are you sure? Yeah. What? That song is like. Yeah, it's Sonic Two. It's 2014. A... No. Wait, no. It, it was like the this man no, and ice cold Michelle yeah. Five. That was it. Yeah. Oh man, for some reason when I was like I, when I was watching, I was just like, is this still is this that new Silk Sonic thing? No. <laughs> Yeah, I was literally. But it is that is Bruno Mars. It's maybe that's why I was confused. Um, is it the thing that bothered me, like that's obviously insane. the scene, the whole scene is cringe. But then when they start the dancing, the thing that bothered me the most was like the weird motion capture thing with like Sonic and Tails. Like it's clear that this is like it was like motion captured human the movements part? and like applied to three D models. It just seemed like really like. You know those memes where it's kind of low fidelity CGI, but it kind of looks interesting because yeah. it's clearly using mo- mocap data. Yeah. That's what was going on, and I was like, this just doesn't look like real characters anymore. That's fair. Also, the synchronization <clears throat> pissed me off. 
They're like purposes. they just look at each other yeah. and nod. Just follow and like, my just follow my lead. And what that means is that they're doing every move completely simultaneously. Just read my mind, person <laughs> who I met hours yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I, everything about it. I hate when they are like failing to dance when it like does like the good like Siberian dancing cuts to them and they're like stumbling and they can't dance. I'm like, just shut up, just fucking dance. <laughs> yeah, and what changed it was that they just love that that Bruno Mars song, oh my, oh my and they both gosh. knew how to do that. Yeah, and I think there I was like. What did I write down? Oh, never mind the weird trope about Siberians being like dumb savages or something. It's like they show up at this 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 bar and they're like, "Oh no, the Siberians are so dumb. They won't understand that like they actually just want help or whatever. We're going to throw them in the fire." <laughs> like what is this? But then they're like, "Oh, but then we have to take it to the next level and have a dance fight and we're pretending that that's a traditional Siberian. Like Siberia's a real place." Like that's what felt weird about and it. And to watch this during the Ukraine wars. Yeah. yeah. Even mixing my feelings yeah. more. <laughs> I was like, do like, they deserve this portrayal? Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Certainly was... not. And then the <clears throat> snowboarding sequence after. That was okay. Like, uh, they, should deep fi- they should deep fake Putin's face onto the dance. Oh, my God. I hope someone does that. Audience, if you know how to do it, please do it. But the, the problem with me for the with the snowboarding scene is oh the same God. thing. Is the same thing because it's like, why do we keep putting Sonic in these situations that, that where he can't, he's not using his powers. You get to where, go at the speed of gravity. Yeah, yeah. like if he like, used his powers, it would solve all the problems. So the problem is he snowboards or like boards in every, not every game, but every Sonic Adventure game. Like that's a thing. And like he's in San Francisco and he's on like a board and he's like snowboarding he down should the run road. really fast and then jump on the board. Man. So he's, he's also, like going really fast. Instead of jump, if he just jumps off and then falling through the air is what speeds him up at yeah. 9.8 meters per second squared and then he hits the freaking snow and he's just as fast as everything else on earth it's just really frustrating 100 percent. and it's i think the the <laughs> movie will always struggle with having the stakes or having it feel like there's real danger for sonic if they portray him being as fast as he's supposed to be because it went like we've seen in the previous movie there's a scene where there's all the robotic drones that fire at him at once and he's yeah. just like haha and then it puts like a funny <clears throat> rock song and he like does drums with the rockets yeah. and stuff. So like we know that there is no danger for him if we're reminded of that. So the movie needs us to forget that he's that fast, I guess. I, uh, and to be to, to forget it, you must be a child. Yes. Yeah. And we are not children. But <laughs> we what are I not say it. <laughs> <laughs> are, um, are we into nipics? I think we're in hitpicks and nitpicks. 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 I'm so sick of movies the trope of like i've got to do this on my own and everyone's like no we'll help you and it's like no i need to do it yeah well it was kind of interesting in this one because when you got to like the middle the part of the story where he still hasn't learned his lesson and he's gonna do his lesson even he's gonna do his old behavior worse than ever this when he had to run across the water and go by himself uh to the emerald like energy beam which is actually really cool oh yeah yeah that was cool and so they're like no don't do this alone. And he, he says, I'm the only one who can do it. Yeah. You know, like Elon Musk said, I can't delegate because there's no one I can delegate to because I'm the smartest man in the world. Yeah. So it's like, I it, love Elon Musk. Elon's so cool. Yeah. Uh, James pedal. actually does. It. No, not since Pedal Guy. Okay. So um, <laughs> when, guy? That's when the Thailand, the Thai oh. boys were lost and he's <laughs> oh. like, who's that Pedal Guy? They're like, trying to save them. He, yeah. Since then, since, and before he's just been such a turd. Man. I loved him up until SNL. That's a joke. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so it was kind of interesting that he. It's a different spin, I think, on that story when it's 
it's not just because he's like headstrong or something. It's just like I'm literally the only one who can do this. So how, uh, James Marsden, yeah. are you gonna help me go across the ocean? To wait, this wait, temple? wait, Sonic, wait until we set okay. Tails broken arm, and then he can come with you. That'll help. Like, yeah. what? I mean, it wasn't his arm. I don't know. He he like reached for Sonic. He's like, oh, Sonic, no. He's like, oh, my arm. <laughs> so dumb again though that he had to he had to traverse the water, which should be easy for him. But then it wasn't. It was rough. It was very frozen too. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> is it's so frozen too? Elsa James clearly has, would James win the fight against Sonic. James hasn't seen Frozen Two. You I gotta catch up. I didn't bother. Also, I'm sure I'll see it when my kid turns. Six. It's not as world, good as the first one. No, world building in Frozen Two is pretty awesome though. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but the thing that was stupid was that he he can't hack it. He passes out and he wakes up like exactly where he needs to be. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, so weird. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that was dumb. Epic. I do like how he struggled though, because. I always love a good scene in a movie where you have a, a, a character struggling and they're giving absolutely everything they have and they can't, they're not quite making it and they fail. I'm like, yeah, okay, I want to see this. This is good because we've seen Sonic be too, super ultra powered yeah. all the time. So it's like, let me see him fail. I think Especially we- since his effort makes him stronger, like <laughs> you were saying. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Now, it's not enough. I, yeah. I love that scene overall, but I think the voice, like performance in it was off or something because. It sounded like he wasn't struggling in the right way. He was like, eh, 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 eh. Ben like Schwartz. Was, d- that sounded way more sexual than I meant it to be. <laughs> oh, to me, that sounded nervous and scared. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, it didn't sound like it was Which physically. Ex- <laughs> I feel like. It didn't sound like a physical exertion yeah, in the way I wanted it to be. I get what you're saying. I think that Ben Schwartz, who's the voice, is more of like a comedic actor. And I don't think he. Like, I think that he's a decent actor, but I don't think he's quite like got the. On sort your of, level. The. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not saying I can. No, do it. no I'm not, not saying I can do it better, but I think that what he's like, I can identify that he's missing th- that sort of like grittiness. Yeah. Like everything that he says is sort of up here, and it's all sort of floaty, and he never gets down here where he's like, no. Yeah. He, like he needs to put. Obviously, that's like a little too much for Sonic, but he needs to put like a little bit of grittiness in there. He's like, no, you won't stop it. You know, yeah. instead, it's always like. No, you won't stop me and my friends. It's too yeah. smooth. No, that's fair. That's fair. He has to be like, Robotnik! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Inspector Gadget. Big nitpick. <laughs> uh, at the wedding, when Tom realizes that he switched the rings, first off, as soon as he does the ear thing with the, the ring on the ring bearer, you're oh, like, oh my god, this is gonna I come didn't, back. I didn't see it coming. Oh, really? I was like, ah, fuck this. I thought, what a cool guy. But oh, then, I didn't see that coming also, either. But. But, the, the, but the real nitpick is when he has the ring and he throws it on the ground. Oh. And he's like, oh no, it doesn't work. And then he runs up to them yes. and he's like, give me the ring. Give me the ring. I'm like, dude, why don't you fucking pick switch up the, the ring? ring? I'm so sorry. I fucked up. I switched the rings. So let's switch him up. No, he's like, no, I need that ring right now. I know. Give me the that is a ring classic, right like, we need there to be conflict. Yeah. So we're going to just, like, impose Poorer communication than any reasonable human would use. A hundred percent. So frustrating to watch. Because uh, usually, if, if there's like a comedy of errors, like a Meet the Fockers kind of deal, there's something which forces the poor communication. I yeah. can't tell you because that's even more embarrassing or like it's a secret or something. Yeah. But in this, it was just like, just articulate yourself. Like, hey, that's the wrong ring. See, this one says Rachel inside. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yep. If the solution is that simple, then you gotta you gotta change up the scene and like have Riddle. something. Yeah. Also, this is a nitpick of mine. I thought you you rewatched the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought we established before that the rings were rare and consumable. Once they used them to teleport, yeah. they were gone, and he had a finite small number of rings. Yeah. Did he get like a ton of rings at the end of the first movie? Or I don't something? think so. I think he had like his fifty or because they're using them for like a two hundred dollar flight. In this movie. Plus, he yeah, loses them. 
He loses the rings on the mountain. He's like, oh no, my again. rings. And then it's never brought up again. Yeah, and they weird. use a ring later to get to Robotnik. I'm like, where did the rings come from? He Even keeps the, one on his finger. He's uh, wait, oh, so he has like 50 in the bag and he only lost like seven? Well, you can wait. only turn into supersonic if you have 50. That's how it works in the game. And when so. you take damage, you don't lose all your rings. Wait, so no, it's not do. established. Oh, but really? can, down to zero? Yeah, but then you can, you, if you, the more you have, the easier it is to pick up at and least And that one. did happen in the first one, didn't it? He got hit and he lost rings. Yeah, yeah. the sound effect. And they did it in this one too. It's uh, a. <laughs> it's so weird. I love that sound effect. Yeah. Um, I, I d to be fair though, I did think that was kind of a clever way of getting him to the wedding, was having him have the rings for the travel, which was sort of stupid. But then him lose the ring, and then yeah, I don't know, it all it was like I thought it was like a pretty clever way yeah, to that tie. Was You're right about that. Stuff. That first scene when James Marsden with the Hawaiian shirt was calling, like FaceTiming from Hawaii. I thought is that green green screen behind him, or do they really pay to have him all? Like set up and do this one scene in Hawaii, and it turned out they're doing a lot of the movie in Hawaii. Now. Yeah, because they Four Seasons paid for it. Thank you, Four Seasons um, Hawaii. I will say that 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 ring switching scene was so frustrating because of the reasons we mentioned, but uh, there were some diamonds in the rough, which were, <laughs> which were Natasha Rothwell being like, "Do it, put the ring, on, put a ring on it," <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they open the portal and they're coming in. The avalanche is coming. She said, "Snow, my God, <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal." <laughs> Brutal. I missed it that. It was so bad. Uh, what did you guys think of the oh. fiance? I thought it was a little bit much. Also, his I've never seen a goatee yeah. with, with five o'clock shadows. That's interesting. interesting. That's Shamar Moore. Yep. He's on like the Young and the Restless and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like a soap opera guy. I was like, how do I know this dude? Yeah. yeah. At first, honestly, I was like, is that Rick Fox, <laughs> like the basketball player? But I'm like, know. oh no, it's the other guy. Yeah, the um, way he's introduced, where he like goes and intimidates Tom, and he's like, ah, just playing brother. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like his super broy other sad chat <laughs> yeah. squad. They're squad. like, get over here. And there's like, man, look at you and your friends or whatever. And they're all just like, and James Marsden is like, what, am I, what am I doing? And they do like a front double bicep flex, and he goes to do it back to him. Like, oh, uh, he's and, actually pretty jacked. But he's like, huge. You are ripped. <laughs> what the heck is that? What do you mean, what are you doing? Yeah, they just put him in a for poor fitting t shirt and kind of baggy shorts. It was so yeah. weird. You it's can honestly, do as many chin ups as those other dudes for they might sure. Be stronger, yeah. It's such a weird casting decision to have him be like, he's supposed to be this sort of like misfit. Oh, he's not a cool guy, but like he's James Marsden. And he's a, he's a cop. Did they even mention that in this movie? Oh, well. Or cop sentiment so I think bad he, now. He has, like, he has Wade take over for him, so I don't know. I think I think he's still a cop, but yeah, they just didn't want to remind us that he was a cop. I don't think he's supposed to be like a misfit in the first one. I think he's supposed to be a charming, everyone loves him in the town, good guy. Yeah. And in this movie, they just had to kind of re rejigger the story a little bit. We, we are on hit picks and nick picks, right? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say one of my hit picks was when everyone's revealing themselves to be the agents in the wedding, and the, <laughs> they're like, Wait, so you're all agents and it pans over to the priest? That was hilarious! <laughs> the priest opens the Bible and there's a taser in there. That was And he's like good. shy about it though. He's kind of like, mm, I don't know, what that am I gonna do? Really Me and Kalpa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just Okay. I also uh hit pick uh, on him on the same line is when the uh it's a, a part of the stupid Siberian dance scene, but when the guy does the like cross prayer and then he does it on his little tattoo of himself. Yeah, that, that <laughs> oh, was I missed funny. that actually. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah is, is, you tell me, is this a hit pick or a nitpick? Okay. <laughs> Before Knuckles walks through the portal, he's preceded by some goons yep. that, that uh, Robotnik dispatches, <clears throat> and they're humans. But they're, they're in echidna outfits. Yeah, it's like they're his henchmen. Yeah. So wait, wait, is wait, that wait, like? Wait, go back. What do you say? Who's in echidna outfits? Those these humans. These henchmen that... that come in, they have like the same masks and design language of their costumes as like the echidnas. 
So they clearly like work for Knuckles. What scene is this? The at the beginning when Robotnik is trying to get off of the mushroom oh, planet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And so, is that a nitpick? We're like, what the hell? Who are those guys? Doesn't make sense. Or is it a hit pick? Because it's one of those writing things. Um, the phrase is "big world, small window." Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole bunch of lore off screen. There's movies happening outside of this movie that we right. don't even touch on. Knuckles has this army of from a planets that he's conquered that we don't even know about. Well, and I think that part of it is them trying to communicate because they say later he's the last of the echidnas. Yeah. And so they have to like keep the design language of the previous movie going while still making sense of that. And they might as well just be dudes in suits because that's cheaper than just making a bunch of weird animated creatures that are just going to die instantly. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it makes sense for them to be Knuckles soldiers and they're dressed like his tribe because they are his His tribe. tribe. Yeah. He's just yeah. I think like there's not a kidness. He's, he's conquered worlds and they're part of his army. That's cool. Yeah, Knuckles has That's conquered hit worlds. Epic. So he's like a Hitler level, like uh, autocratic conqueror guy. He's I like, don't know if he's Hitler level. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, if you've go conquered worlds, maybe I mean, he conquered every- them with kindness. I don't think so. Don't think so. He has a middle part. He's just like getting off scot free, hiding on Earth. <laughs> this is like Putin, space Putin. Except he's doing it himself. He's okay, on the front line. That's true. I got to give him some cred for that. My favorite joke, I forgot to mention it earlier. One of my one of my favorite jokes in the movie, other than the fart one, was uh, when Robotnik <laughs> drinks the latte later on. He goes, could you use more mushroom? Yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> that, was that was actually kind of funny. Okay, you guys are saying that Adam Pally, I don't, I don't know if they, he, I love this guy. I think he's so funny. And so he, I'm He's gonna, the sheriff? Yeah. <laughs> when when they talk to Longclaw, when the Longclaw hologram comes up, and then after it goes away, he's like, "So is that your dad?" And he points to tails. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> like it's an owl. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just love that he's like the rules don't make sense here. Yeah. And why did he call the owl a, who has a female yeah. voice? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. Was... I just I just didn't make any sense, so I just loved it. And then he's like. I knew a guy when they're like, oh, no, it's Knuckles. And he's like, I knew a guy named Knuckles in school who could fit his whole fist in his mouth. If this is the same Knuckles, yeah, we was, are screwed. That, that was, was really hilarious. funny. That was really funny. <laughs> and one more Adam Pally thing when he like comes up in on Stone and like Stone is like using the computer and he's like, hands up, robot hands. Oh, my God, you have robot hands. <laughs> he's like freaking out about the fact that <laughs> they're that was gloves. The, that was the only funny part of that scene. Yeah. But I just appreciate it. Oh, also, he goes up on the scooter and does like a little trick as he comes oh, up to the yeah. store. I like the aesthetic ah! of that scene. I think that when the the coffee bar goes from like cafe to like evil lair, the way that they change the lighting to the kind of like the under like the underglow kind of color light. I like yeah, it. I like when he flips the sign to close, and then the sanitation yeah, rating. Yeah, from... <laughs> What is that? I just uh, I just wish they had some sort of like I wish that Stone felt a little bit natural in this movie instead of just like, he just feels shoehorned in. It's like he was like a friend of the director or something. Yeah. And And his smile is just too nice. And so this guy, I don't want to bash on him, but like this guy is a Vancouver-based actor, Lee Majube. Yo, let's get him on this podcast. I've seen seen him at auditions before and he like, he's been on, you know, a bunch of local productions and stuff. And there were people in the theater who apparently like knew him maybe. Oh. Because every time he came up on screen, they they cheered. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's that guy." Maybe he's not his. And favorite. I'm like, he's the worst character. Like, go support local people or whatever. But I don't know. The general might be the worst character. Yeah, I'm gonna do everything. No, my- I love the no, general. He's I'm doing everything in my power to get Lee on this podcast. <laughs> Let's now. do it. Okay, uh, get him on. Okay, oh, big nitpick is 
I love the shot when Knuckles and Robotnik are walking through the labyrinth or whatever, and it's like they do all the booby traps or whatever. But there's a shot, it's like an ultra wide shot of them walking through and it pans up and you see the scale of the labyrinth. But you also see that there's nothing keeping them from just like climbing up the yes! walls of the labyrinth. And like he also has flying mechanisms. Like, dude, just get one of your drones to lift you and like carry you over yeah. the labyrinth yeah. to the light. I was like, no. This what? Is a big and Knuckles could probably jump. Like, Yeah, there's a million things. Yeah. Like it actually be so sick if Knuckles was just punching holes in the wall that they could just right. walk through. I, it made sense that. for Sonic just to like rush through. Well, and he so- came down from a staircase that was had a vantage <laughs> above it all. I, th- re- I literally thought what David was thinking. I thought, oh, he's just going to run over the... Yeah, the top yeah. of it. Yeah, I like that he went through it, and the traps are just too slow for him. You know, yep, like okay, it's Sonic, he's super fast. What did you guys feel <laughs> when Robotnik said, "There's good people on both sides"? <laughs> that was funny. That was really weird. That Why? was a really political uh, thing. Like that, it was like word for word the like Trump thing. Yeah, but that was. Is that I what it's did some things, you did some things. There are good people on both sides. I mean, I feel like that might have been an ad lib on Jim Carrey's part. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But do you, do you, like, maybe I'm being too, like, I mean, sensitive to I don't know. Political. It's a Hollywood movie. If they're going right. to fall on one side or the other, it's going to be on the, you know, left Yeah, but the side. evil dude is saying it. So I think it's making light of, it's taking the position that that yeah. is a stupid thing to say. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it's, well, you, it's you in bounds. You thought it was like. It's just weird. It fell out of place, but maybe it's a good joke for the adults. Because, yeah, we're all like, yeah. Uh-huh. I feel like Jim Carrey has. A bunch of the jokes he makes are kind of like a bit more for the adults, like the Limp Biscuit thing and stuff. That was, yeah, that was so, got to be an ad lib. So after the Limp Biscuit thing and after like some other jokes he made that I was like, oh, okay, that's for the parents. I was kind of like, ah, nice one. You, you got that in there. Well, guys, <laughs> do you have any more hippets and nitpicks? I got, we got another show segment we can was move that, on to here. Was that Kid Cuddy at the end singing? It sounded oh. like Kid Cuddy and I, I was trying to look at the credits. I actually to see really whether... like the credits, that the animation, that it was kind of like six... 16 bit but it was like 2d hd which is the new aesthetic aesthetic um but uh yeah it is kid cuddy oh nice that's so weird like what has i I don't know that was just like i'm like kid cuddy used to have like cred as like a a a true artist kind of person now he's getting paid (laughs) he's making songs for sonic the hedgehog it's just like would kendrick lamar make a song sonic 2 (laughs) get him on for sonic 3 didn't Kendrick Lamar do an animated movie? Oh God, tune? he might have. Well, he did Black Panther. Well, in the last, the last Sonic the Hedgehog movie had a similar kind of tune. All right, while you find that out, we're gonna move into first they got Kendrick Lamar and then they got Kendrick fan Kendrick. service. Wiz Khalifa did the last one. Yeah, that makes. sense. I'm playing the song. All right, shout out to Roy Briggs who awareed us to this fun fact. Awareed us. Okay, last time. We, we watched Clone Wars, right? And then in the RoboCop episode, we found out that the guy who goes, do you want to buy some death sticks? Is, in fact, the same actor who plays Mouse mm, yes. in The Matrix. Mm-hmm. However, did you know, oh. in that same Attack of the Clones scene, there's like a, there's an attractive women, woman who distracts Anakin, and she's played by the same actress, Fiona Johnson, no. who plays the woman in the red ah, dress. I knew you were going to say that. That's crazy. In The Matrix. That's, oh wow! You knew oh. I was going to say that. How? Well, as you said, like the woman, there's an attractive woman who walks through. I was like, yeah. oh, it's going to be the woman in the red dress. So not only is this a Matrix character, it's a Matrix character who was programmed by Mouse. That's that's Damn, cool. this is really weird. That's a really this is deep like cut. Some, that's actually yeah. really cool. This is like some cool. Like I want to make a documentary about like there's an underlying movie universe yes, we don't know about. Head cannon here. <laughs> uh, this character is uncredited, but her name is. 
Heidi, uh, Heidi, Heid get go fi. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Star Wars names. All right, then uh, Theorica. I actually think this is the person who's credited with uh, making the Carpool Critics name for this podcast. This user is a long time, long time listener. Um, he says in the robot for Robocop, the Ford Taurus that was used because they they didn't like the look of the like future car that they made. He said, and you we were laughing at the Ford Tauruses are so lame. He says at the time the Ford Taurus was groundbreaking uh, for its aerodynamic design and its body panel manufacturing, huh. and the car was quite alien looking compared to everything else before it. Um, it, oh. w- it wasn't well known at the time when okay. it appeared in the movie, so it would look a slightly sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like contemporary a, audiences. Yeah, when they put like the Challenger or whatever, or the the Camaro, the Camaro and, and Transformers, Transformers. Yeah, where it's like now we're like, Meh. but, but like, then we're it was like, like oh, cool. that's a sick car. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, AC Creation says, uh, "You guys should look up a video on YouTube called Our Robocop Remake, which is a collection of small studios each doing their own scene." <laughs> shot for shot for the whole RoboCop movie. What? It is bananas. Oh, oh my god! Did you check it out? I checked it out. It is the whole movie. It is bananas. Some of the scenes are like musical dance numbers. <laughs> Some of them oh are like gosh. cardboard. I need to watch this. It's ridiculous. That sounds amazing. I definitely oh, it's go, that guy. I, He's in Suicide Squad. I would definitely watch that before I watch the 2014 RoboCop. The, we didn't talk about the 2014 one. It's fine. Yeah. It's like it's like I'd say yeah, a did. five and a half. We mentioned it briefly. Did we? Okay, yeah, it's fine. It's not that bad. <clears throat> and that's all I have for fans. Our Robocop guys. remake looks amazing. Oh my god, I'm gonna get enhanced and what? Oh, <laughs> this looks amazing. Yeah. Oh I, it god. looks like enhanced territory yeah. for sure. Maybe right. in a couple chunks. In a couple chunks, I think it'd be overwhelming to watch. An hour and a half. Two... No, you'll skip ahead. Of, yeah. yeah. Next week, guys. Everything, everywhere, all at once with Sarah. Thank yes! God. I can't wait to actually uh, watch it. I'm honestly kind of worried at this point that my hype has built up to a point where I might be disappointed, but I don't think it's going to happen. Swiss Army Man was just like, what even is that? Is it a movie? Just Oh, yeah. And then, that's by the same directors, the Daniels. Yes. So if you guys are waiting for us to cover that, uh, waiting for us to cover everything everywhere, then just go back and list, listen to our episode on Swiss Army Man. And then we're pretty soon going to be in the, the, what is it, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is maybe oh. the movie I'm most hype about. Nick Cage? Yeah, that looks... Awesome. Nick Cage being Nick t- Nick Cage. Yes. He did an AMA on the weekend. I, I have some comments about, but he's a weird dude. Until oh, then, man. tweet at us at TJM Pod. Email us hello at they're just movies.com. And call me at 778. By your name. 604. Maybe. What? <laughs> just joking. Call me by your name, maybe. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Bye bye.